Welcome to episode 170 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm going to hold off eating croutons until I get introductions out of the way. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. We're a little less today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's That's a, probably it's my a smaller fault. table. It's not your fault, actually. Oh, really? I actually okay. just want to blame you for posterity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cody was unable to join us today. Mm-hmm. Actually, Phil won't be joining us next week, will you? Or the following week. Or the following week. Yes. I, I don't know. want to be a part of this podcast anymore. I know. We need you, Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> now more than ever. If, if Phil's <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be back. I'll be we, back. Well, he'll film Phil is here, and he won't be here next week because he'll be seeing films. Yeah. Toronto Film Festival. Duty Calls. Yeah, duty calls. I gotta well, do what I gotta do. You'll have lots to talk about, though, afterwards. I will. I will. And it'll be, I will have been done it for five days, so I'll actually be, like, rested and, and uh, yeah, I'll be able to speak in English Is it like again TIFF? and so forth. Yep. Oh, I keep forgetting. Toronto that. International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you watching, like, the whole week? Uh, yeah, like, for the, yeah, well, I mean, I've already started. I've seen, like, eight movies so far. You've already seen eight movies? Yep, oh, yep, yep. And uh, from that, yeah, I'll Has prob- it already started? Uh, no, they do pre-screening for local... Or he'd yeah. die. Yeah, he'd die. I think yeah, it yeah. him all that week. Right? Yeah, so I'll probably, like... But I will probably, like, over... between From the 10th to the 18th, I'll probably see somewhere, like, 30 movies and do 15 interviews. Do you ever get, like, tired of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every year at, near the end, for sure. I, I get a little uh, delirious. Like, I'll have... Because, obviously, you know, if I run into friends or something, they'll be like, oh, hey, what have you seen that's good? And at a certain point, I'll just be like, I can tell you what I saw today. I That's it. That's all I got. I can't... I can't... I can't... I can't tip back farther than that at this point. I don't know how you could process all of that. I just... Oh, I would just die. There's a significant burnout factor, for sure. But at the same time, like, you know, I do like movies, so it's fun. <laughs> okay, you, you have to be like you'd have to be in love with movies to I watch. Am, and he I is can, a film critic. And I am. Yeah. I can barely like when a movie dips past a certain level of just quality. I just can't watch it. It just, oh, no. me, it's just it gets much. rough. Well, I mean, definitely like I'm pretty good about that. This has never happened to me, but definitely like there there is a point like four or five days in when you just will start hearing people snoring in the theater <laughs> around you. <laughs> oh, like I just reason. got a I just got an email about asking if I wanted free tickets to see the, the new Transporter reboot, and I just I had to decline. What? Yeah, like, I, I just give it to me. I looked at this. I looked at the trailer, and I was like, oh Jesus. I yeah. can't do it. I can probably, yeah, probably could give it to you. You know what I mean? I love sure. the transporter. Is it Jason Statham's? No, no it's he's not. not in it. It's transporter refueled. New guy. I'm gonna oh, be talk, I'll be talking about it. I saw the I saw the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> review and it was like, whoop. Yeah. Good thing I skipped that bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I'll s- take the bullet. I will say it's better than Transporter Three. It is a mild improvement on Transporter Three because that was that horrendous. Okay, I'll forge an email. Yeah, forge me an email. But it's not. Yeah, it's not great. It's it's uh, that same PR company. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other lovely voice at the table who's a little allergy-ridden today Oh, my goodness. Trekkin. Hey. I had to do a sponsorship pitch with this voice, too. And they, was like, really? they thought it was somebody else. <laughs> That's not Drekkin. They're like, yeah. Like, so when does Drekkin get on the call? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. Allergy events. I right. need them. We're going to jump into some news. And the first news story is uh, 20th Century Fox. They're thinking about doing a live-action Mega Man movie. They're thinking, or they're like already big box planning. Yeah, one of those early stages where you hear about it and you're like, "Oh, that's going to sound that sounds horrible." Yeah, it seems like a mistake. It's one of those. It's the same reason why so many of the early, well, one of many reasons why so many <laughs> of the early video game movies were horrible, which is just video games from that era. Like they're wonderful. Mega Man Two might be my favorite video game. But like they're mascots, like there's no plot yeah. or anything. It's that true. all has to be invented. There was a there was a plot. Have you never watched the Mega Man cartoon? It's Dr. true. Wiley, I have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put there are characters and everything. But I mean, you know, it's not like 
when you're doing a superhero movie and you actually have like you know psychology and stuff to play with. Yeah, I can't, that's true. I yeah. can't see that costume translating to live action whatsoever. Yeah, I mean the only way to do it would be animated. And even then, I'd be against it unless it were done in 8-bit animation. Then I would be <laughs> there. Yeah. Although I never watched the cartoon. Maybe maybe there are wonderful stories to tell. Yeah, but still, I'm just thinking from a pure aesthetic point, I don't see it translating well from adorable video game to... I'm sure if it wasn't Fox doing it, I might like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. That's yeah. the other thing. It's Fox doing it. Fox We've seen what they've done with some of their recent They had a bad run this summer, yeah. But don't forget, they're also the ones that are doing the Planet of the Apes movies, which they are did doing X-Men. great right now. Really? Okay. Yep. Planet of the Apes actually was okay. so, so shocked. Yeah, the other the, the two recent ones watch, are really interesting. I just tried to watch, was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the most yes. recent one? Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get through the whole thing. Why? Why? I liked it. Oh, my God. I don't know. Something about it is just like it's so boring. Did you, watch, so the, did you watch the original yeah. Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I did. Did you like the original Planet of the Apes, I was like, okay with them. And then I watched Marky Mark's version and that was just weird. Okay, yeah. well, we don't really talk and about that Yeah, one. that one yeah. doesn't count. And I liked when they started this series, but yeah, the, the most recent one, I just, it seemed really... Let me ask you something. Were you watching cool. it with Anti-Movie Mike? Yeah, I was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Movie Come on Mike. now. Actually, I tapped out before Anti-Movie Mike did. I walked yeah. away and he kept watching. Really? And he was like, hey, did you think this was going to happen? I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, so you didn't even get to see like the finale when there were apes riding on horseback with machine guns? No, I didn't see that. Wow, Mal. That was Which like, is funny because if you, if you describe that part without me watching the movie, I would have yeah. thought that was so dumb until I actually yeah. watched the movie. And I was like, that was that's cool, actually. It's I pretty how, amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I thought it was going to be cheesy. I yeah. thought it was going to be kind of weird. Same thing with the first one with the whole gorilla fighting against the helicopter. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it worked really well into the story. Yeah. And I Well, they do a really good job of actually like making the apes characters. And that's what, yeah. that's what sort compelling about it like did you not like that like i was really blown away by the first 20 minutes there's no dialogue it's just that ape society yeah. and you really do kind of fall no i came oh, from yeah. the tone of your I'm voice you didn't love not, that it, I don't, well i don't think i didn't that it wasn't done well i yeah. just wasn't into it because it is one of those like you don't like obviously monkeys. what's yeah. gonna happen yeah obviously well if you know you, where it's going if you watch the original pilot well, yeah it's kind of totally paves I mean, the way. like <laughs> even if you didn't watch the original planet of the apes humans are gonna be idiots yeah that one ape's gonna be an idiot <gasps> or yeah, I, used to look, oh, I don't. I'm not I did like the part where he he like the I can't remember who the, the scientist was or the guy, the leader of the little colony was, yeah. but he was so happy to see his iPad power up for the first time. <laughs> yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. And I also love the one scene where the uh, yeah, he's like, oh my god, the iPad. Yeah, yeah. And I also love the one scene where the teenager bonded with the gorilla over black hole. Yeah, which is oh. such a twisted book to <laughs> bond with an ape over. But there you go. I guess they go through pu- uh, puberty mutation as well. I guess it really wasn't uh, a bad guy per se, which was interesting. I thought that would have made the movie difficult to follow because yeah. it wasn't really an enemy as it was kind of like they were minor minor antagonists. Like, yeah, that's part of what I liked about it. It was very like morally equal. Yeah. You kind of saw everyone's point of view. Yeah, it wasn't like one person was the overall urching bad yeah. guy. It was more like two. Both sides had their own reasons for mm-hmm. I'm sorry, do what they're doing. rode down on horseback to where I was staying and told mm. us, hey, don't come bother. They'd be like, oh, my God. Mm. Ape just talked. Mm-hmm. And I just swore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Brendan will... Bleep it out. Bleep it out. <laughs> that would freak me out. Wouldn't you get freaked out if there's a bunch of apes on horseback and they start speaking to oh, you? Absolutely. Oh! And, they had, and they had your voice represented as well. It's just, <laughs> unfortunately, the leader was Gary here. Oldman, yeah. who uh, didn't want to, didn't uh, take too kindly I'm just going to hold up here and stay away from monkeys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would be okay with it mm-hmm. if they start talking to me. Yeah, but you wouldn't go and try and kill them, right? You just no, I would. Okay. I would. I would try to. Let's be here. We can actually reason with them. Mm-hmm. I would ask them so many questions. Mm-hmm. Like what? 
I don't know. Ask that, them why they pick the fleas out of well, their backs. Given given they don't have speech, that the asking questions might not be the greatest first approach. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. <laughs> well, she, we're saying they could talk, right? So that's what we were talking. Could about. they? T- oh yeah, that's right. They could talk by then. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I take that back. They, that was unfair. So they could sign language, and then I think they they spoke at the at certain points. Yeah. They could. Yeah, that's true. That was the, a big part of the development. Was yeah, one evil they guy could speak. Speech. Yeah. It used to be only Caesar. Then yeah. they all could sort of speak. Yeah, they're getting there. In like a little broken half English kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about monkey something? E- monkey ease? Monkey ease. <laughs> Should maybe move on to something from this Like relevant now? To, like something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a three-year-old movie. Well, they released what? The cover of The Dark Knight 3? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, with the Joker. Yeah, uh, I guess Dark Knight. I thought that movie was. I thought the movie series were finished. It's a comic series. No, it's a comic series. The Dark Knight Returns of Frank Miller. uh... So apparently, where it says your logo here, comic book um, stores. Is that like an advertising? Oh, bizarre! I didn't know that. Your logo here. That's interesting. So, like, there will be different editions of it for every comic book store. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's not. I'm assuming it can't be possibly every comic store. Major comic book yeah. stores. Well, you yeah, probably major. have to. Yeah, and you probably have to like you know put in money to have your you know it's like a yeah. process. But that's interesting, and that's a fun way to promote comic book stores because yeah, participating yeah, comic shops logos. That'd be really cool. That is, I like that. That's I fun. Hope at least one like I hope uh, like a Toronto shop does it. I'm sure Silver a Silver Snail, Snail will. Yeah, I'm sure. Silver Snail yeah. seems that's to be like well the kingpin of comic yeah. book shops totally. around here. Yeah, that's pretty well guaranteed. Don't watch me eat. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished my thought. I was waiting for you. I, I was thinking about comic books mm-hmm. and how I don't read enough of them. Yeah, I only read manga, so unfortunately. Well, mm, fair. that will help for you. Mm-hmm. Oh. It ties into kind of a manga-ish feel, yeah. even Ooh. though he doesn't done manga, I don't think. And mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. Miyazaki is doing a playground. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has plans for a theme park eventually. That have this shown. is not like oh, Peter really? Pan's yeah, theme yeah. park, is it? Park? Mm-hmm. This is not like the Neverland Ranch of. of no, Peter that was Pan. Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it's we a different know deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a different situation. <laughs> very. There's not. This one isn't this quite is as be a malicious. Public <laughs> <park>? <laughs> yeah, where public can go, not just certain people. Yeah, not just Macaulay Culkin. I hope. <laughs> I heard a funny story about the Neverland Ranch where uh, Bubbles, Michael Jackson's monkey, I guess. Cause when, Michael ch- Jackson owned a monkey? Yeah, called Bubbles. You didn't know that? Oh, there's so many pictures of it. It was like during the like early 90s, I think, and he would bring him around. Say on, what like, you want about that guy, but he definitely lived an interesting life. He did. Absolutely, he did. I'll give him that. But uh, no, he had this monkey named Bubbles. It was a very famous thing. He would take it around to all his, uh, on his shows and everything. But it was a chimpanzee, and chimpanzees is a certain age. Be, uh, are no longer cuddly. They like try to kill they you. And Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What? Yeah. Chimpanzees once they hit a certain point, like their adulthood, they are no longer friendly, and they will try to tear your face. off. They go off. through puberty. Quite literally, they will try to tear your face off. They're, oh no, scary. they're nasty. They're, a chimpanzee's attack pattern is first move. Uh, Even if they've grown up with you. Yeah. Yep. Tarzan would oh, yeah. make me believe otherwise. Well, it becomes like because they're they're trying to become the alpha uh, creature. What if of it's a female? What's a female? I'm pretty sure same deal. Yeah, pretty sure same deal. But yeah, no, and their attack pattern is brutal. It's try first move tear your jaw off so you can't scream. Second move, uh, cru- either crush or remove your hands and oh my your god, arms it's and legs. So Third move, tear your genitals <laughs> off, and then they kill you. 
Um, so, so, so anyway, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson's Pet Monkey Bubbles, they, at a certain point, had to uh, put, put, him a, down? put him in a cage in Neverland Ranch because he couldn't interact with people anymore. <laughs> and apparently he used to like sit in the cage. He was obviously super depressed. He would sit in the cage and he would wave children over and then throw his poop at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I learned, and that also made my day. Mm-hmm. At the same time, didn't even... You think he would give bubbles to a zoo or somewhere that he could be a little happier? Yeah, well... No, you'd think a lot of things about Michael Jackson. So yeah. Rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Miyazaki Park. That's exciting. Yeah, and it's the step towards the theme park, which I know they have ultimate plans for, which would the be an amazing park, thing for them to do. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's appropriate. I think, I think Miyazaki should encase himself just like the modern-day Disney. He'd totally. be like, I am Good. Disney. Yeah. I Japan will build a theme park especially. that will take over half the planet, mm. and it will be just... And then when he passes away, he can be encased in glass. Yeah. I hope so. Like, I, I, I think that should be the pinnacle of any creative genius in yeah. his life. Encased should, in glass? Encased in glass, carbonite, <laughs> you know, liquid liquid gold, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Diamond-encrusted liquid gold. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard that apparently there are a variety of Hello Kitty theme parks in Japan. Oh, so that's right. In a, yeah, and so in a world where that exists, then Miyazaki should totally have one. And there's one. no Silent Hill theme park? I, I, just hope, nope. I just hope that like it has those little ugly little mothball creatures with the eyes. like They look like soot. <laughs> that, like, just roll around. Oh, yeah, yeah, Were they yeah. soot? Yeah. Okay, so from I hope those spe- from sw- spirit spirit away. Away. They're yeah. soot. With little eyes, I always mm. just thought they were the creepiest but cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Because they were just like, "Where sure. are those?" And they have eyes like, "Ah, no, for sure." Uh, soot mites or soup mites. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, help build. The, yeah, it was carry the cold. Or oh yeah, I'm sure they'd be there. Well, it looked like there was a whole section that was just spirit away. That was just the like. I haven't house. even looked into the details. Oh, I don't want to yeah. look at, at it and then think oh, I need to go over there. I know. Is it going to be in Japan? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, well, the theme park, I don't know how, like, close to reality it is. I just know, like, he's drawn it up and designed it. And oh, wait, so it's not, even like, it's not even, like, being well, built what, yet. What, no. what we're talking about first was a park, a, a playground. playground. Yeah, a playground is, has been commissioned. So a playground yeah. exists, but not, it like, will, a theme park. It will exist. It's being started to construction next year. Mm-hmm. So but we're hoping... I hope he lives already... long enough to see it. That's true, yeah. 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 We're hoping it's a step towards the... Amusement park. Yes. Just build around it. Just expand slowly. I mean, that would Take you over neighborhoods. God willing. God <laughs> willing. Should we talk about Wes? Who? Mm-hmm. Wes Craven. Sadly passed away on Sunday. Oh, yes. Cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a tragedy. He was even one of the great great horror directors. He was, yeah, he, uh, he helped shape the horror culture. <laughs> he really did. Well, I th- what I think is remarkable about him is that he, like, you know, he came up in the 70s when there were a lot of great horror directors like, you know, Toby Hooper and David Cronenberg and George Romero and so forth. But he's the only guy who managed to uh, have an iconic, at least one iconic horror movie in three different decades, which is amazing. He did in the You'll sev- have to refresh my memory. Which in the 70s, the he did Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes. Um, which were both like sort of really crucial, groundbreaking sort Did of socially they relevant. That movie? Mm-hmm. Both of them got remade. Yeah. Um, and then in the eighties, he created uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, which is the okay. biggest franchise horror franchise of the decade of horror franchises. I think I think it made I think overall it made like three hundred and forty million dollars in the theater. The franchise, and that's just in the theater. Those movies made most of their money on video and mer- not to mention merchandising. Oh, so merchandising. that was a behemoth. And then in the nineties, he did Scream. Yeah, Which was the definitive horror movie of the nineties. I, I have to be honest; I don't really like, really like Ghostface. Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Oh. Scream, yeah. 
You yeah. know what? I, unfortunately, I, I watched the parodies of Scream before I watched actual oh, Scream. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not great. Uh, yeah, that irritated me that that exists because Scream was already kind of a parody. So it was yes. weird to have a parody of a parody. I didn't quite understand what was going on. There. Those parodies got taken way too far. Yeah, well, I yeah, guess Scream was a satire. I guess there's a minute difference there. Is there? But even oh, so, it was know. weird. Yeah, well, yeah, well, satire is sort of like when you try to have a point to it. Parody is when you just, like, redo something but have someone farting in the background. <laughs> 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 like, think, like, Mad Magazine versus, yeah. like, um, uh, Dr. Strangelove or whatever. Well, okay. Yeah. I found out that he actually d- did have a hand in doing the Scream TV series as He well. did, executive producer, yeah. but they wouldn't let him that's the why it must have felt like Scream, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, I feel uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, you have this moment in your life where you realize all the great actors that we loved mm-hmm. growing up are slowly dying mm-hmm. one by one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's morbid or anything, but <laughs> it's just like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just how it goes. It's like when you're a kid and you see montages for, like, you know, Johnny Carson or whatever and be like, oh, I mean, it's sad, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know who he now, is. Now we know why. Now we know why. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> you know. Yes. He was 76. He had a very long and vivid career. He did. He was working right up to the end. Yeah, he's well known for his work. And he's done lots, not just stuff that, you know, yes, he was responsible for Scream and mm. Freddy, which are two of my favorites. I yeah, love Freddy. But a lot of other great stuff, like People Under the Stairs. I was going to say, I love the People Under the Stairs. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Serpent and the Rainbow is really yeah, good, too. I never watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, up, yeah. so unfortunately, I, I can't resonate. Yeah. But did the name Russ Craven stick out to you? Like, did you recognize that? And name? for like, he for some crossed over. For some reason, I feel like he did. He do a Dracula movie? No. Okay, I don't know why. <laughs> no, he didn't. It was like he Wes Craven. But he's just you like a brand name. His name, would always, his name was always present. Like it was Wes Craven's exactly. Something. Yeah, he became yeah. a brand name for sure. Yeah, and that just goes to show the level of his influence. And the only thing that I, I just was can't remember any of his movies though for the life There's of me. There's a lot of other than like Night- Scream or yeah, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. But like, I don't like. I didn't really watch those movies. Like, I watched. What, like parts of it, I was a little scared when I was a kid to watch those things. So oh, I totally. Oh, Freddy freaked growing me up. Like, for years, of... I wouldn't watch the Freddy movies. In fact, I used to like not go into video stores if they had a poster. Yeah, I, I watched. I never watched any of the Freddy movies. I watched uh, Halloween and I watched Je- uh, Friday Thirteenth. And yeah. those, movies. I only watched the first one of each of those. Yeah, I just. Fair enough. It doesn't do it for, but it just goes to show the legacy you had that even you know the name when you don't like Oh, the absolutely. Movies. Even without so. physically of watching it. Yeah, movies. and the only thing that I thought was kind of it, like it was li- nice that he got like there were just like. There's article after article and news piece after news piece talking about his legacy, and it was wonderful to see that. It was just a bummer that none of those people like respected him while he was alive. He was always kind of talked about as like a trash merchant and a <laughs> horrible uh, influence on our society. And it just goes to show that anytime anyone dies, I really um, did wish in Master. fact, I, uh, without, I feel like people just wanted to get those. In fact, without naming names, I know. He did do a Dracula. He did Dracula 2000. Oh, did he produce that? There you go. Uh, so you were right. He, yeah, he did. So they probably did call that Wes Anderson. Yes, yeah, so that's He was an yeah. executive producer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah, I, I think Wishmaster. Yeah, he it was like Wes Craven's Dracula or something like that. I, I, remember, wanted, yeah. cause I remember thinking that he did a Dracula, but it wasn't a good Dracula. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, he did Vampire in Brooklyn as well. Yeah. Which one's Vampire that's Brooklyn? That's one with Eddie Murphy. It is not good. I barely <laughs> remember that. <laughs> it's not What's good. What's one with Tom Cruise as a Jack? Is it Diaries of a Vampire? Like, interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire. With him and Brad Pitt. He also did Dracula Who did that movie? Century. That is Neil Jordan, okay. British guy. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, li- I like that movie a lot. Yeah, Dracula it's a good 3 Legacy. He did a few Dracula movies. He was movies. responsible for them. But I mean, like, you know, when you get into sequels of movies he produced, he may have just been contractually... Obligated. I think these are ones to Dracula. And you get some money out of it. 
But yeah, in fact, like just to talk about the people like not respecting them in life, I without naming names, I know someone who did a like TV news piece, and he hadn't seen a Wes Craven movie, but he was talking about his important legacy, and the newscaster was interviewing him clearly hadn't heard of Wes Craven, and the clips they were showing were from the remakes of his movies, not his actual movies. <laughs> well, he did. The, so he did there the, you go. Uh, That's the kind of respect you'll get. You'll get. They'll give you five minutes, but they won't know yeah. who you are. <laughs> you know, he did my soul to take too. I hope that ever happens to be in life. And I was upset because I heard that they were actually working or talking about doing a People Under the Stairs series for sci-fi, and I I don't know if they're still going to do it. They may still do that. I mean, like, because the thing is, I don't know how necessarily involved he was in Scream. Like, he may have approved things and looked over scripts and everything. It felt like Scream, so he must have had some hand in it. Yeah. Like, a decent hand. Because I remember thinking, this really does feel like Scream. But I mean, don't forget... For a decade, all horror movies felt like Scream, right? Like that, <laughs> the tone, you can't replicate that tone. Um, but yeah, People Under Stairs would actually be a good series. That would work. It'd be something. Well, be he's gone now. So but yeah, he's gone. Um, all right. Uh, shall I get into my news stories? Do you have anything else, Mel? Go for it. All right, sweet. Um, okay. So first up, yeah, uh, yeah. There was this caused a kerfuffle this week. Spielberg didn't. Steven Spielberg uh, should specify, just in case there's another Spielberg you're thinking of. Um, did Ronald a, Spielberg? Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, he yeah. did a uh, interview, and at one point he said that he thinks the superhero movies are going to die out soon, like the western. And then the internet got all upset with him. I agree and with him, though. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I was like, all. well, yeah, of it's course, the, everything does. Fads come and go. That's yeah, why that's why they're fads. Yeah, exactly. So that it really irritated me that he became kind of a pariah for a little as a result of that. It was just like, well, I mean, you know, if you know anything about history, <laughs> this is kind of how things work. I'm excited to see what the next new trend is going to be. Yeah, me too. What the new X what? Trend. What, what oh. after su- will take over after superhero movies? My only concern is like I'm old now, so it might be something I hate. Like it might be like the you emo- will hate the it, emoji no. movie might take off, and then it'll be all like <laughs> emoji movies, and that's gonna be really upsetting and hard for me to deal with. So you'd be like a crotchety old man. Yeah, you kids like, and your memes yeah, and emojis. Exactly. Yeah, you mean like LOL? And they'll be like, oh, no, Grandpa. No one says LOL anymore. <laughs> Jeez, Grandpa. <laughs> At least we're kind of past the handy cam phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going away, but that'll be better. That- the handicap thing lasted for uh, what, maybe three years, four years. I remember. Well, it started with Blair Witch, and then it kind of died off, and then came back with a raging Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield, yeah, yeah. That kicked it back off. And then wasn't there like a recent? I feel like it was a recent, like social networking related kind of movie. Yeah, that was done. Yeah, yeah. What's that called? Um, Unfriend me or something? Yeah, Unfriended. Unfriended. Yeah, Unfriended, Unfriended was one. Yeah, it'll never fully go away if only because everyone's filming themselves all the time now, so yeah. it's only more relevant to do it. But it's at least not as in your face, offensively in your face. Here's another one, uh, weird little news story. Uh, so apparently they're still writing James Bond books. I didn't know this, but this, this is true. Uh, the uh, Ian Fleming estate has uh, commissioned an author to keep writing them, and I guess they keep cranking them out. And his name is Anthony Horowitz, and he did an interview this week where someone asked him, because everyone keeps saying, Daniel Craig has made it pretty clear this is going to be his last Bond movie. Who's going to be the next Bond? A lot of people are suggesting Idris Elba, which I think is brilliant. But... Uh, Idris Elba. He was like the guy from um, Pacific Rim who had the big inspiring speech. Um, the black guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is the issue because then when they interviewed the author, he said, uh, he's a great actor, but I think he's too street to play Bond. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was a horrible thing to say. Um, and uh, yeah, the reign of uh, Poo Poo, since I won't be swearing like Mel, uh, that fell down <laughs> upon him I know, right? was very, very much deserved. And uh, if anything, I hope that, because uh, this is every now and then, because there's sort of this like online 
not there's no like official petition, but there is enough people saying Andrew Salba should play Bond. Get a picture of him, Al. You'll recognize him instantly. I would. Yeah, I know. could. I could see myself watching a Bond with him and being totally. Like, yeah, I think you're a good Bond. Yeah. You can whisk me away any day. Totally, kind of he's thing. strong and British, and like oh, the British thing really works. And, for yeah, him. absolutely. No, he falls. He falls right into it. And it would also just be interesting to have a black Bond because that's a new dynamic that no one's ever had with Bond. And there's been so many damn Bond movies. We Listen, need something we have a, to do something interesting. We could have, we could have a black so. like Johnny Storm. I don't know why we can't have a, a black Bond. Yeah, well, I mean, black Johnny Storm's not coming back. I had to break it. <laughs> 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 that one's not returning. Well, let's see, um, black Nick Fury, Fury it wasn't his black fault. Johnny Storm. Yeah, very true. There we go. Like, very true. Just, very progressive world. Yeah, it would be. A, he'd be a great Bond. So I hope that like sort of controversies like this sort of if like help his cause because he'd be good. Did you recognize him, Mel? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, she did. There you go. Okay. Well, either way. No, no, I actually. Yeah. I don't uh, remember seeing him in anything else though. Yeah. He's been, he was in The Wire. I don't know if you ever watched The I Wire. Um, and his he has a uh, his big thing is a show. God, what's it called? He's got a British crime show. Where he plays probably wasn't very popular. No, it's super popular. Oh. Um, Rip. Luther, thank you. Luther. He's Luther. I've heard of it, but never watched it. There you go. It's good. Um, and, yeah, that was when the, the author of the Bond books tried to backtrack. His argument was that on Luther, he has a Cockney accent because he's playing like a lower-class character. And he was like, it was the accent. That was the, problem. It was the <laughs> accent. I don't think he could do it. I would believe that, too. But they didn't yeah, say no, urban. Yeah. That would have been way worse. Even that. Yeah, but two streets, pretty rough. Because that's someone who doesn't even know the term urban. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're not even that refined of a racist. Um <laughs> Damn those lowbrow <laughs> racists. I know, right? <laughs> kind of get the their terms right. Oh God. And then uh the last um the last uh news story I got is uh just a small one, which is there's an interview with Mark Ruffalo this week, and he said the Hulk is not gonna be in Civil War, and the reason is his location is being held a secret. Ooh. Um because he said what they're planning on doing Mark is Mark Ruffalo's a- location is held a secret? No, the Hulk? no. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is very much available. Um, no, the Hulk's location is a secret in the Marvel Universe. And my guess would be they're going to set him to space to do that Planet Hulk storyline that everyone loves. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is part of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <coughs> and that'll be the Guardian's entry point to the rest of the Marvel Universe is the Hulk work. in space. That would work very well. Mm-hmm. So hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going on. But we're not going to find out because everyone's being all hush-ass secret secret. Oh, actually, I do have one more news story, um, which is something interesting happened. <coughs> Excuse me. Interesting. Over in the Marvel uh, universe, which is that uh, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Productions, he no longer has to report or deal with. Uh, he used to be like in charge of Marvel Studios, but the person in charge of Marvel Entertainment, which includes the licensing and the comics and the video games and all that other stuff, he he would have to make all his decisions with the other guy, and the other guy was apparently notoriously cheap. That's why, like, a lot of the actors don't get paid other than Robert Downey Jr. and that sort of thing, and why it took so long to find Spider-Man, that sort of deal. And now that guy's been cut out of the process entirely. Kevin Feige reports Ooh. only to Disney. Disney has unlimited money. And unlimited. I, and I wouldn't, be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if part of this is because the reason why we still haven't gotten a director uh, for Black Panther or a star or a director for Captain Marvel. I thought we had a star already for Black Panther. We do. We have uh, a star. I God, I'm blanking on his name now. He's a really good actor. He's the guy who played James Brown in the James Brown movie last year. Um, and he's fantastic. Um, but I'm totally blanking on his name. Anyway, um, the because he's going to be in Civil War. That's why they cast him first. But anyway, um, I wouldn't be surprised if a part of the reason that that hasn't happened is 
they're having a hard time talking people into working for cheap anymore because these Marvel movies are making money hand over fist, and there's no reason why anyone should. And I wouldn't be surprised if this will loosen up the purse strings, and now we may get, you know, like maybe like David Fincher will get to direct a Marvel movie or, or something like that. I wouldn't be, and it'll, if that's the case, it'll be it'll be fun if that. It'll, yeah, but at the same time, the other concern we can have is that Kevin Feige will go mad with power. Um, so those are explosions our two everywhere. Exactly. Unlimited power. <laughs> exactly. These are our two alternatives. But either way, even though it was sort of like a boring business decision in its own way, it's an interesting one because you know there's no reason why the Marvel movies shouldn't be given unlimited resources, given their unlimited profitability. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's pretty painful for an actor that worked for nothing to see the box office numbers. Oh, like, wow, yeah. it made this many millions of dollars, oh, and totally. I can only count 100 bucks in my bank. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was their business model, was like, hire someone unknown, sign them for three movies, so even if the first one's a hit, they're still getting paid bupkis. And uh, that's why directors didn't come back. There were a lot of issues with that. So it'll be, yeah, I'm... I'm curious to see how that works out. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out like Catherine Bigelow is going to do uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel now or something like that, which would be great. She said she's great. She did uh, Point Break. Who doesn't want to see an, uh, a superhero movie by the director of Point Break? <laughs> um, is that your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you not want to see that? Is that what you're saying? Not really. Oh, come on. <laughs> you see Point Break? No. Oh, well, that's the problem. <laughs> Go watch Point Break, and we'll have this chat again. Very well. Near Dark as well. She did Near Dark. Near Dark's amazing. I haven't seen that? Oh, that's good. Mel, you must love Near Dark. I find it hard to believe you don't. <gasps> you haven't seen Near Dark, no. Mel? I don't think I have. Mel, it's a vampire western from the mid-'80s with uh, with a, fam- a family of va- vampires traveling the desert. Uh, Lance vampire Hedrick. westerns. This yep. is what our lives need. Uh, well, they're not, it's not period, but it's like, Feels that like a western, and uh, Lance Hendrickson's the dad, and the tough, uh, tough as nails woman from Aliens is the mom, and Bill Paxton's the snotty. I don't fiend. know how that, that surprised me. It's amazing, Mel. Like you know, you, it's going to be one of your favorite movies. You got to go watch it right now. I'm going to watch it when I get home. You're going to love every second of it. I will. Good. Um, so yeah, I, I want Catherine Bigelow to do one pretty badly, but I mean cool. she has an Oscar, so she might not. Uh, <laughs> is, that you, is that what happens? You kind of resign once you get one. Yeah, well I think well, she, well, she like... kind of did her time making silly genre movies, and now she yeah, makes serious did. pitches. But she also hasn't worked in like five years, so you know. Because <laughs> she doesn't she have might, to. Yeah, totally. So she might uh, be willing to get that now loosened per string. I know. When, if I paycheck. get a, an Oscar, I'd be finished. I'd be like, I'm done. That's Retiring. It. That's mm. it. All right. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Drekin, do you have any esports news for oh, us this week? So many esports news. Okay. All the esports. Not so much. Just a few minutes of esports. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll tone down my esports stuff. Don't worry. Um, so last week, I think it's last week, YouTube Gaming launched. So it's not really. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So uh, YouTube, you know, in their infinite wisdom, Google, and their. Superpower has decided since they could not have Twitch, they would make their own and unleashed YouTube gaming, their right. solution to Amazon's now Twitch. <laughs> uh, oh, Amazon owns Twitch. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. Amazon that now sense. owns Twitch, yeah. uh, which Google made a bit for and Amazon snatched right out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Somehow. I don't even know how that's possible to snatch um, anything out of their Well, it was one of those things where they have to accept the, the offer. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So they rejected Google's offer and. Uh, Amazon's offer was like, we'll let you stay as you are. You won't mm. be Google's Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Ah, that's yeah. why, yeah. So, uh, anyways, YouTube huh. made YouTube Gaming. It released with interesting fanfare. Uh, a lot of YouTube stars have sw- 
decided to stay on YouTube gaming, obviously to complete their branding. Yeah. Uh, no word on if Twitch-related particip- like superstars will switch to YouTube gaming. My my guess is no, mm. uh, mainly because if you're already established in Twitch, Twitch has yeah, so many. Why would you do it? Like, mm. why would you? There's not enough compelling reasons to switch over to YouTube. Uh, gaming, but if you're a brand new streamer, YouTube gaming is probably a better platform for you because is it? Yeah, because uh, it uh, has things such as uh, unlimited transcoding. So you, with Twitch, you can only transcode like up to 720p okay. uh, until you become partnered. In which case, then you can, you know, you can transcode as much as you want uh, to higher levels, 1080p, 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. YouTube has that already unlocked, so you could go crazy over there with that. Uh, probably the biggest negative that's found with it is the content live I- the live content ID system, which YouTube uses to flag copyrighted music. Pretty much is brutal and will <laughs> chase you down and take your firstborn if it finds out you're using copyrighted material. Yeah. So uh, and it uses this typical YouTube strike system, so that after three strikes, then you get a whole lot of restrictions clamping down on you. Well, how's their monetization system? So monetization is 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 missing in the sense that it's still a regular YouTube AdSense monetization, mm. uh, which is detrimental to the streaming industry in the sense that ad block is hugely prevalent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes monetization incredibly hard. Where Twitch has the monetization can, factor of subscriptions, and you can donate to people. Donate to subscriptions. Yeah. So these actually take up a huge chunk of streamers' revenue, uh, where advertising actually only holds a. Sp- a smaller percentage. Uh, YouTube does have some sort of like fan funding thing that's sort of like a mixture between Kickstarter and Patreon, but for YouTube. Okay. But I have no clue if that's very good. Like I, I've never heard anyone say that yeah, this is my way I'm surviving. So <laughs> who knows how that goes. Uh, it's fairly new on the board. Personally, I don't like the UI, but that can be cleaned up. It's, more or less looks more like a YouTube, like it looks like more YouTube curation of gaming rather than like a live stream platform. Mm-hmm. And so it's like all the gaming content. So you see a lot of VODs uh, that are like, you know, gaming related as opposed to say, if you type in like Johnny Depp, like it'll actually put the game first than his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and live is sort of uh, not a secondary, but it's an alternative there. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know if anyone ever has, po- has talked about the the Pokemon shooting or the shooting at the Pokemon thing, but just what? case someone got shot. Over oh, Pokemon. so two. What? Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so two contestants, uh, with really weird age differences, twenty seven and eighteen. Okay. Were invited or to to participate in the Pokemon the Card Game World Championships. Okay. And they posted on Facebook pictures of um guns and bullets and uh, like machine rifles and their caption we're going to blow up the competition or shoot out the competition oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, that's just so bbd i think that's boston police department yeah um boston's had enough trouble yeah, yeah. so <laughs> they basically took this as credibly seriously as possible and apprehended them before they arrived at the pokemon world championships <laughs> and Lo and behold, in their trunk had the weapons that they had discussed. No kidding. Uh, oh my God. But they're also Americans, so they could just be there all the time. So many things I had questioned whether or not, like, I don't understand the the need to post on social media. Like, yeah. if you were trying to get caught or what the purpose was or if this something that was always in their trunk. But yeah. very little is 
released on that uh, more well, it's aspect. disturbing. It suggests like, that it was legit if they actually had all the stuff in that car. You can't even go to a Pokemon tournament without having to worry about being shot. Ugh. So I don't even understand the, ne- the, the nature of, of, of Pokemon card game players bringing guns. Like, I feel don't feel the correlation. I feel like somebody in the States would be like, look, video games are rotting our minds. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. card game and it was yeah. Pokemon of all things. If it was Call of Duty, I might have seen uh, the correlation. But maybe if they had brought like you know a pit bull or something with them and dressed it with like Pikachu, I, maybe. But a little or. Doberman <laughs> dressed up like Pikachu. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even understand the the whole the premise of of going there to physically kill people playing the card game. Oh, I know it's Seriously? disgusting. Yeah, but it's just yeah. It's so yeah, that was a prevailing uh, sickness. Like that guy with the local news sh- uh, shooting yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so these were actually around the same time. Was so, it? Yeah, it so was one of these things. Got that, oh my other, gosh, yeah. it kind of it was it was pretty one of those things where the gun control related discussions got, were lit up a fire because mm. of these things yeah. happening so close together. They never seemed to make any headway in that whole gun control. I know, but I mean, like this. The, these two stories together, they do at least show like the attention people are seeking through doing it and the fame that they can get. Because the guy from the local news, I don't know if you guys saw it, the uh, yeah, second thing, but he, live. he made his no, but he made his own video as well. Yeah, he uh, he recorded he, it so while it got, was happening. Yeah, and he got in a car chase to get away from police so that he could get home and upload it before he killed himself. Oh Wait, God. what? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. you just, I, people, why would he just upload it from his phone? Um, he's no not signal. bright. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he was driving away while uploading or something like that. But anyway, he got in a chase. The main reason for the chase was so that he could make sure it was uploaded before he got caught. Um, which is like just, yeah, it's really incredibly upsetting. A lot of upsetting. people do that, though. I watched the video. It was uh, uh, definitely notoriety. quite disturbing. It is incredibly disturbing, yeah. have been giving notoriety to killers for... Many, many I know, but now they can give it to themselves. That's a terrifying. Yeah, thing. that's it. Well, that's, the guy no longer dependent uh, on the, the media anymore. That guy who was uploading his diaries was it last year, and then went on the little killing spree. And oh, the guy from Montreal. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is depressing. Let's ago. go back yeah, to esports. So yeah, back to esports. where the only gun-related deaths are virtual. Well, at least well, we hope so. <laughs> so far, so far. Well, Ashley Kutcher, uh, alongside, of what? Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> Ashley Kutcher alongside um, other famous uh, guy from Shark Tank. Oh my God, what is his name? Kevin O'Leary? No, not Kevin O'Leary. Oh, oh my God. Uh, the Mark. Mark Cuban. Yes, yes. Mark Cuban mm-hmm. invested in the esports betting site called Ukraine or uh, Unicorn. I can never know when it's pronounced. <laughs> I always hate tech. I hate tech companies that remove letters from their, their oh, names yeah, so yeah, that they yeah, sound yeah. cooler or so they can get the .dot com. Yeah. But I know I call it Ukraine, but some people say it's pronounced Unicorn. Uh, anyways, they they both invested in this, bringing up the, the rounds to seven million dollars for this esports betting site. A lot of people have been gambling, quote unquote, that esports <laughs> betting is going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a lot of casinos adding esports bookings to their yeah, their additions, so me. yeah, esports betting uh, and fantasy sports are the new frontier. Everyone, everybody, and their mothers opening up one of these sites. I actually just got an email about one of these sites asking me to sponsor our site or mm-hmm. thing just because of how everybody wants to do fantasy esports and betting. Anyways, uh, he is now the second quote unquote famous person or mainstream notable person that has been investing in esports uh further showing that esports is quickly becoming a mainstay and a profit center mm-hmm. everyone is waiting for that big wave where they could cash in and stake their where on their claims that they stake uh that they've put out so that's also interesting and i think the last thing but that's not really news 
well, to me, it's news that ESPN has posted finally. Oh, yes. Yes, ESPN has posted that they are looking for a esports news editor. Mm-hmm. You should do a little, so, a little jig. You want? Oh my god! I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like there's like a point where because I <laughs> I watch all the interviews and all their anchors who are like esports is not a thing. Ah, esports, esports. Mm-hmm. Now what is this? Did a guy quit over it? Yep. And mm-hmm. he, well, he he quit. He he made a statement on air in his show that he would quit if he was ever forced. To have to do yeah. anything esports related, mm-hmm. uh, he did eventually quit or fired. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it, it, and there was no word of what it was over. Mm-hmm. But this guy had a show for like a long time, so it had to be something pretty serious for him to make the commitment to jump ship, mm-hmm. or uh, just the, the amount of dollars that ESPN was going to benefit from covering yeah, esports versus the uh, whatever he brought to the table. Yeah, and that's it. So they ESPN posted about their their esports editor job, which. To me, since the CEO of ESPN made the comments like, we don't really see esports as a thing, you know, more of a competitive game. Mm. It's like, okay. They have darts. Yeah, I mean, I know. You know, like if they was if they had made their commitment to pure athletics, but they have darts, they played card games. They they yeah, like they did poker for a while. They come on, come on. Uh, That's over. Yeah. Yeah. I I never really understand. Um the whole concept. It's already here. Mm-hmm. You can't really fight it anymore. Mm-hmm. Just accept it. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dragon. No problem. Phil, what did you see this week? This week, I saw two things. Well, I mean, you saw a million things. What Phil, you do like you actually watch, it? like, television shows and stuff, too, or just movies? Um, I do some... T- I don't watch a lot of TV drama, because um, there's time suck. <laughs> and I watch. I gotta watch so much anyway. Um, so, but I I watch a lot of uh, comedy. I saw the comedy. like uh, Netflix just released a new show, and I wanted your opinion. But I don't know if you saw it. I Which can't one? even remember. It's like Narrot. Like it's oh Narcos. Narcos. That's Narcos. it. No, I haven't. That one does look kind of interesting, though. I tend to like with the dramas. I wait until like a full exactly, scene is yeah. out and read some stuff about it. And if people are like, it was great at the start, and then uh, no. so I far Netflix know. hasn't let me know the originals. So I they've oh, been they've been batting. Um, Hemlock Grove is not very good. I never watched that. I watched Marco Polo, which I love to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, what else? Wet Netflix? Hot American Summer. What's that? Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer. I, is that is that a movie or? It, it was a movie, and now it's a Netflix show. Oh, it sounds like a pornography. I recommend looking into it. Uh, no, it's it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's got Paul Rudd in it. It does. And, yeah. Um, it's, it's a Netflix original. Uh, yeah. Well, the TV show is. It was an independent movie from 2001. that's become a cult movie because it it starred before they were famous, uh, like Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, uh, Bradley Cooper, um, tonic people. It's hilarious. It's like a sort of. It's sort of like a version of an 80, ironic version of an '80s camp movie. Huh, interesting. Yeah, like summer camp, not camp comedy. <laughs> 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 but it is campy as well. So there you go. It's got it all. Yeah. So far, Netflix originals have always been. A, yeah. I feel like a, I want Sense Eight. Watch. I haven't watched Sense Eight yet. I, I love Sense Eight. Yeah. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Some people are mixed about it. I yeah. feel like it's everything heroes could have been. Yeah. Everything. Really? Yeah. Oh, I uh, the thing, is, the thing is, like, heroes start off in the same direction, so it's hard to yeah. compare it because, like, it's one of those things where I long for heroes, yeah. and I watch Sense8, and I'm like, this is the feeling I got when I first watched heroes, that mystic and wonder and yeah. exploratory powers and how far can these powers evolve kind of thing, and yeah. heroes kind of just abandoned that. I know, and, like, and it's experiences like that that I, well, I don't watch too much TV drama because I've gotten my heart broken too many times on, like, X-Files, and, uh, yeah. It's, but you have to get back on the horse once in a while. Well, I like, do, I do. I did Breaking Bad, I did, um, like, I'll, and I'll try stuff. It's just if it doesn't grab me within a couple episodes, I'll get out of it. 
I, I can, put, I can I see that. Sopranos, beer. The Wire. Like there are definitely stuff that I that I love. And when it's great, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's just when it's when it's not, you get forty hours into it before yeah. you find out. I started, I started <laughs> watching. Off. I started watching like older shows. So like I started watching Nip Tuck. Mm. And I was like, so far it's really good. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Anyway, movies. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah. So I saw two this week. Uh, one's Dragon Blade. The other's Transporter Refueled. Um, I can do Transporter Refueled first. So this is yeah. They're trying to relaunch the Transporter series because Jason Statham no longer wants to be involved. I can see why. Yeah. It's from the. Uh, I love the first two Transporters. The third one is garbage, and this is an improvement on that at least. Was he um, the third one? Uh, yes, he was. Um, it's just pathetic. Well, it's from uh, Luc Besson's action movie factory. I also did Taken. Is that the one where he has to eject himself with that rush thingy? So no, he... that's, no crank. that's Crank. Those that are even better. Awful. Uh, oh. Don't listen to Mel. Crank's amazing. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anyway um, both the movie and the drug Crank are incredible. Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, so it's Luc Besson's action movie factory. He's the guy that did the Professional, the Femme Nikita. He now has this like Euro trash action movie fa- factory that makes stuff every year. They do the Taken movies, they do Transporter movies, they did like Lockout, um, that one where uh, Jet Li's raised like a dog. I forgot oh, what it's yeah. called. That's Unleashed. Fan- Unleashed. Unleashed. Thank you. That one's great. Um, yeah, totally. They do, and then so it's they they just keep cranking them out. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're horrible because especially when they get into sequels, they just kind of don't care. It's just a dollar sign thing to fund <laughs> the other movies. Um, but yeah, this one. It, the funny thing about this one is because it's a new guy. It's the same name um, as uh, Jason Statham's character, and as a father, who also has the same name. And it's clear when you watch it that the first time they wrote the script, they wrote it for Jason Statham to be <laughs> Transporter 4, and he said no. So then they rewrote it so you'd have a much smaller part as the father launching a new character, and he said no again. And then they were just like, okay, well, we're still going to make it. And they cast, <laughs> they cast Ray Stevenson and said the guy they got replacing him, his name is uh, Ed Skrine. That forgettable, eh? Yeah, and he basically just does a like Jason Statham impression the entire time. <laughs> and it's kind of tough to watch at times, but he's okay. It should be the same I guy that got trailer. to replace Jason Statham in the um, oh those movies I love Expendables the uh, the car ones Death Race Death Race yeah oh I didn't see a, any of the sequels oh because they had a Jason Statham replacement yeah 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 that's rough <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah the plot is about he bas- well he plays the transporter so he's a, a driver who doesn't ask questions and has a lot of business but he's the best there is god damn it and um, he gets hired. By a uh, beautiful woman who turns out to have been kidnapped as a child and forced into uh, prostitution through sex trafficking, and uh, he he picks up he, he she's hi- he's hired by her. He picks up her and her friends, takes them to a location. Was that the triplets that I, I saw the trailer and I thought I saw. Oh yeah, they all have the same hair and yeah. stuff. But that's just uh, they're like disguised. They actually do look different. Oh, they're not actual triplets. Um, but oh. and then it turns out he, what he's driven them to is a bank robbery. And then it turns out what they're really doing is trying to take down the entire sex trafficking ring, which is Bassan's favorite villain because they're also the villain of the Taken movies. And um, it's yeah, like the action scenes are a ton of fun. There's some great chases around like the French Riviera, and there's a hilarious sequence where. It starts as a car chase in an air, uh, like uh, against a plane in an airport, and then ends with the new Jason Statham uh, driving, la- launching his car into one of those like moving Did you call walkways. The new Jason Statham. I, oh, I shouldn't do that. The replacement. <laughs> the replacement. Seriously. The replacement Jason Statham. There is no new. You can't. You can't re- replicate Jason Statham. That man's magic. But uh, yeah, he la- launches the car through one of those like moving platforms that they hook up to airplanes, and then drives through the airport. That was pretty great. 
but overall, it's pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> the guy is, yeah, the guy's no Jason Statham, and the movie is absolutely not the same without him. But it is kind of goofy, silly fun if you like a good, really dumb action movie. I saw the trailer. Pretty I, people punching each other and cars I really blowing up. Thought the father was Jason Statham at first. It's like no, Ray Stevenson. <laughs> it should be Jason Statham. It doesn't make sense that it's not, but he didn't want to do it. But they could tell they could still make money with a new transporter, so they made it anyway. Um, yeah, and it's like it is better than Transporter Three. Transporter Three felt like they were making it up as they were going along. They didn't Which have I'm a script. Sure they, they did. They, yeah, probably. They didn't. Have, I'm sure they, they had, want the train, right? Uh yes, yeah. I yeah. don't even remember that one. Is it. it is rough. Yeah, I don't want. It's that. rough. Um, so it's it's definitely a mild improvement on that, but not as good as Transporter One and Two. Um, so yeah, it's just basically how desperately you want to see uh, pretty people driving exploding yeah, cars this weekend. But the thing, like the thing that I think the difference with this and Transporter Three is they didn't write a script for Transporter Three. This one, they wrote three trying to get Jason Statham. Um, so by accident they put more effort into it. So that <laughs> helped a lot. Um. So yeah, that's always tragic. Yeah. So yeah, not great. Oh, but kind of okay, I guess. I would say that would be Watch my it on Netflix. Then. Uh. Yeah. I suppose if you have literally nothing else, then yeah, it could be <laughs> worth. If you've already seen Transporter One and Two, and you're debating whether or not to watch three, just watch this one instead, and that'll put you off the rest of the series. Um, the other one I saw was Dragon Blade, which Sounds. is the latest in the line of. Uh, uh, China makes these gigantic propagandistic blockbusters. What? Um, yeah, um, they and they make a fortune in China. One of them, they actually made it an obligation that every citizen had to see it, or they could be imprisoned, and they made a fortune off that. Are you serious? Yep. This and, movie? Uh, no, not this one. This series. One of these. Well, it's not like an official series. It's just they keep making these historical epics that show how amazing and kind and wonderful China has been throughout the years. What um, a lovely society. Yeah, and they they spend a fortune on them. They make a ton of money, and sometimes they come out uh, internationally. This is one of them. Um, it stars Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- that excites me. Always great. He's been in a couple of them. It, it doesn't make. I don't know. I was a hard time <laughs> watching it. But he's is it a serious role or is it a com- comedic role? He does some comedy stuff. It's mostly spoke. Oh, yeah. Oh. But he, they let him do like he gets credit as action director, so they let him do some what? of his slapsticky fights. Oh, okay. Um, but he's yeah, he's mostly serious. He plays this like super duper good guy who, um, along with his army of super duper good guys, <laughs> are uh, protecting this trade route. Um, and at one point, uh, the uh, a Roman army led by John Cusack. Wait, what? What period is this set in? Um, well, <laughs> the Roman army still exists, so yeah, I guess like okay. one or two B- uh, AD, something like that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, there. Uh, yeah, Roman army shows up led by John Cusack. So John Cusack and Jackie Chan fight, but because Jackie Chan's such a good guy, he can just tell how good John Cusack actually is. <laughs> So they put down their swords, and it turns out John Cusack um, uh, is a, a escaped uh, the Roman Empire because the evil emperor, played by Adrian Brody, um, it was try- trying to kill this kid to assume power, so he escaped with the kid, wow. and they're hiding out. So because Jackie Chan's such a good guy, they're like, we can be good guys together, and they build, uh, they rebuild a city together, and everything's going to be amazing. You just basically summarize the entire movie. And then pretty much, and then, um, but it doesn't matter, it's horrible. And then <laughs> uh, Adrian Brody shows up, and they got to fight. Um, so Is there at least good action sequences. Not really. Any there are a couple karate? kind of. There are a couple kind of fun. Like Jackie Chan got to do a couple of his kind of slapsticky fights, especially early on. That's kind of amusing for the most part. 
they just like you could tell the director yeah. Daniel Lee spent most uh, most of attention just on pageantry and getting like really pretty costumes and Ugh. having these big landscapes that are CGI augmented and is and any of this actually spoiler ish or is this just I mean it is but at the same time like if you saw the movie and then afterwards we're like I don't know what happened I'd be <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised so <laughs> like I think if anything it will help right. um, so yeah the but the problem is they're just all choppily shot. You can barely tell what's happening in the action scene, so you can't really enjoy so that. So this sounds a lot more like like swords and arrows than like martial arts and kung fu. It's yeah, it's it. Well, it's Roman sword versus uh, Chinese kung fu. Um, Wait, what it's a weird combo? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in intrigue, but weird combo. And scared. Well, the problem is most of the time it's unconscionably boring and hard to watch. Jackie Chan is always fun to watch, but I mean, if he's like delivering speeches that don't make sense it's terrible and the, the only thing that is kind of fun to watch are uh, john cusack and adrian brody because they're so obscenely wildly miscast like it doesn't make sense at all that they be playing these characters john cusack like he like number one both of them you could tell that they agreed to be in the movie if they were like only shot in for like three days so like all their stuff is always like like Jackie Chan and a hundred extras and then they cut to the other side of the room and they're like by themselves. They're like basically (laughs) were treated like special effects and John Cusack, he can't even like conceal his contempt for the movie, like in his scenes. Like he's like not trying to do an accent or anything. He just looks angry and upset and it like kind of works for the character sometimes kind of not. And you can tell he's just like, it looks like he's seconds away from like screaming at the crew every time (laughs) you can tell he was just like, look, you paid me to be here and say the lines and I'm doing that. And if you want anything else, I'm sorry. Um, and so that is, it's kind of fun to watch cause it's just so lazy and upset. And then Adrian Brody is basically, is like going full Nick Cage. He's got an absurd wig and a crazy accent and he's just like, <laughs> and he's just going for like the most acting anyone's ever done. Um, and it's ridiculous. And again, same deal. He's barely there. Anytime those characters fight, it's clearly stuntmen with like one or two shots of like <laughs> their faces. And that stuff is like falls into so bad it's good territory, but the rest of it's so boring. And like apparently they even cut twenty minutes out for this international release, which probably explains why it doesn't make much sense, but doesn't for explain why it's. Does so anyone ever tell you that you ruined movies for them? Hmm. Does anyone ever like say, "Phil, you ruined this movie for me"? Um. No. Well, no, because I don't give stuff away unless it's like no, horrible, just... and I'm trying to dissuade people from saying yeah, it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just my mind is like, oh, this could ruined. be ruined. <laughs> I don't know. I was like. This could have been a good movie, and then now, oh, like for example, I mean, I personally may never have noticed that his acting was lazy, but yeah. then I'll look oh, for now it now. Now I'll look for it. I'll be like, oh, oh, he was lazy. Yeah. I would have enjoyed this. Maybe but I no. would. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to help. Just trying to help. Now Dragon. I can't unsee. Don't want you. Don't want you to like Dragon Blade. You should. But I like Jackie Chan. I agree. He's one. I'm a loyal person. Police so I'll stories. go where I'll go where Jackie Chan will go. Actually, I'll go where Jet Li goes. I love yeah. Jet Li. No, to be honest, him. that was one of the h- hardest things about watching it is that you don't see Jackie Chan as much as you should anymore. Um, and it's just a shame to think because basically, it's same with John Woo. Like if you're a, a filmmaker in China now, you this is what you make. If you're famous, this is it. You're allowed to make these historical propaganda epics, and that's it. Can't you just go over to Hollywood? Just you could, but they don't care for that, and <laughs> they're, they're and they're giving them tons of like they a couple of weeks ago they released the released the list of like the most paid actors in the world, and uh, Jackie Chan's number three after like Robert Downey Jr. and Brad Pitt, I think it is. Um, like they're giving him a fortune to be there, so there's a reason to be there. But unfortunately, I love he's making crap. I'm, so. Actually, I don't really. I'm not really a big fan of his like serious roles, yeah. whichever those may be. But like whenever he tries to be serious, I never find that as oh, yeah. Jackie. But whenever he's Playing Jackie Chan, like the, the lovable, really skillful Asian character. Yeah. I think that 
I always fall in love with those. Oh, movies. totally. Like Police like, Story and stuff. Those are amazing. Those are amazing. Absolutely. Those are amazing. I prefer Jet Li to play the serious roles. Yeah. So. I enjoy uh, Rush the Hour. One. Oh, the Rush yeah. Hour? I didn't mind yeah, Rush, Rush Hour. Rush Hour one's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Rush the Hour. one with Owen Wilson was kind of fun, too. I, like I don't like Owen Wilson. Shanghai Night. Oh, Shanghai Night. Yeah. Oh, good. Actually, that was good. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Owen oh, Wilson makes me cry. Oh, uh, really? That's too bad. Yeah. cry in a bad way? Yeah, in a bad way. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm about, sorry that. about that. It's fine. <laughs> he <laughs> should be, too. Did the two of you have an unfortunate interaction? There was just, there just some movies that okay. they just couldn't. Okay. Couldn't. Okay. Okay, I won't. I won't delve further. It's okay. Um, it's you seem, seem, yeah, it seems like you were genuinely hurt. So I don't want to <laughs> bring up any bad memories. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no. It's a sh- so it's a shame to see him wasting on these because you know, like he's an older guy. He can only really do these fights and stuff for so many years. And I would like him to be doing it in good movies as opposed to bad. But <sighs> anyway, so yeah, don't see Dragon Blade. <laughs> I would wait until I'm positive when it comes out on like DVD and so forth, someone will put montages of the best slash worst scenes of Adrian Brody and John Cusack <laughs> in it and watch those because they're going to be great. They're going to be great. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. So oh I don't know if I can God. make it through a whole movie. From the oh, no, it's it. tough. Well, How that's long the other was this movie? That was just over two. So like I want to say like two hours, eight, something so like that. But it felt like bit. three. I thought it was way longer. It sounds um, like a three-hour movie. Yeah, it felt like it. It really, really did. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. Those Thank you, Phil. Yeah, no problem. And then we no. both have something we could talk about that we've been playing. All right, why don't you go first? Why is it? People get a break like, from I my voice. I asked Brendan to, to mind to me, do we have enough time, Brendan, to do both games? He said okay. yes. Good. So I'm, I've been playing Disney Infinity 3.0. Oh, how is it? Uh, which is all... One, the play pack I have is Star Wars. I actually do plan on going out and picking up um, Inside Out. I'm, I'm sure. actually really excited to try Inside Out. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the movie? Yes, I okay. actually really liked the movie. It was wonderful. So. Yeah. Star Wars. You watched the movie? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I love it. We were at the same screening. We were at the same screening, yeah. We oh, right I love those Pixar. Other, yeah. Oh, I love those Pixar movies. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't pitch you as a Pixar kind of oh, person. Oh, yeah, no. I Phil mel- has a heart. I do. It's, I, I, it's I, just I, buried under cynicism. For sure, yeah. No, I'm sure you noticed. I cried at Inside Out. Did you? Yeah, like really badly, too. Like one of my film critic friends has been making fun of it. Making fun of me ever since. Because apparently I made a noise and it was a quiet part so other people heard me and I've been getting made fun of for that oh my god I I honestly have been stunned because I I know it's weird it's particularly like your character does not lead to that I don't know I'm a softie as well I just need I just I'm like an M&M I have a soft center beneath my hard crusted surface um (laughs) but um I uh yeah, no, for particularly those Pixar movies, they wreck me for sure. Well, right? that, even that so little, oh, the short in front of it was like a little heartbreaking. I have to admit, yeah, I, I didn't like the lava. The little short. <laughs> I didn't like the lava. It, was, it wasn't my volcano. It wasn't my favorite of the Pixar I like the music stuff. and in the typical Disney singing fashion. Like, yeah. I could see myself humming to this, but I was exactly. like, oh, but like, this is, I saw the story, like, okay, I get it. Yes. Hey, did, you get your, under, did you get yourself singing I Lava You? <laughs> oh my days? God, no. No, but I was with Chase, and he said he said it the entire time. He's like, "I love you." I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sink down now under the I'm water. Like, I just want to die. Kill me, please, somebody. But yes, Star Wars. Um, I, I like it so much more yeah, than the last one. Yeah, because you were really burned by didn't see. I Disney was. The only uh, the review score for 2.0 was only as high as it was. I Is think this it was a sandbox game? The Disney Affinity stuff. I never part of it. Them. Part of it's sandbox. So, um, the only reason I think I gave the last one was a seven. The only thing that saved it was the community-based levels that you could go in and play. So, it's like Little Big Planet. People can build levels. Um, they get approved by Disney because huh. it is for kids. And then you can go and play other people's toy boxes. 
They have a big community around it. And that's the only one that saved the last game because that game was bad. Mm. This game, however, way better. They brought in a lot of other companies to help them deal with things that I guess they weren't really used to. Because like I know they brought games? in... <laughs> the well, the first Disney Infinity was great. The second one was... Ugh. This one is pretty good, too. Because they brought in Ninja Theory who helped them with their combat systems, I believe it was. So, like, this the combat in Disney? It's Star Wars, so there's lightsaber battles. Yeah, oh. there has to be. Yeah, like the combat system for the Marvel one, which was the last one, was awful. Yeah. This one is so much more rewarding, and you feel so fulfilled when you can force push yeah. things. So I stand at one end of a hallway, and I just go... <laughs> And I can force push little bots back, and it's great. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I can throw lightsabers around. It, the combat is smooth and intuitive, unlike the last one. The story is it's fine. It's Star Wars. Uh, yeah. I, I don't hate is there Star a story? Is there a story to this? Yeah, there's always stories. Oh. I never uh, play these games. Inside like Out will have a story as well. It'll just be an Inside Out-based story. Yeah. And I haven't gotten around to the racing yet, but I'm really excited to try that today. Because they actually they I just did thought a these were just crossovers. No, 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 they did. Things. They they did a karting mode in Toy Box. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember, I remember so I'm really excited to try that out. But yeah. yes, if you like Star Wars, I actually like this. Is actually a fun game to play, and they drop you right into it. So cool. yes. is it classic Star Wars? I'm doing Clone Wars right now. Yeah. Oh, I love the Clone Wars. It was my favorite. There's two. There's two sets. One is more classic Star Wars. It has Boba Fett in it, and this okay. one is the Clone Wars. I think there's even a... Anakin Skywalker. I have Anakin Skywalker and, oh, I don't want to... Ahsoka? Yeah. Ahsoka Tano? Yeah, I play as Ahsoka. I like her. I have a huge, like, Star Wars. I'm playing two Star Wars games at the moment. (laughs) I'll let you borrow Disney Infinity. You can try it out. I don't know. I'm not... I don't like them holding that franchise. I'm one of those people. You don't like them holding the franchise? I don't really like them holding the franchise. Really? I noticed. uh, Yeah, you know what? I noticed it with... The difference is I watched Star Wars uh, Cold Wars mm-hmm. and it was it got like it got very serious, right? It was a very serious still sort of cartoon. But then Star Wars Rebels came out and it was inc- you could tell that Disney like made sure it was proper for Disney XD. So it fit into the Disney ah, XD family. Yeah. yeah. And it it lost a lot of its sort of undertone. It's sort of the greedy like the greedy underneath like because Star Wars Cold Wars was still. Like, it was supposed to be fun cartoon, but it still had the, the Star Wars universe where, you know, rebels and scum all lived here. You mm-hmm. know, bad things can turn to worse at any moment. Betrayal, mm-hmm. you know, no lessons learned because the bad guys can win. Mm-hmm. And rebels was very much like, you know, there has to be a moral. You have to learn something. And, you know, it was very just after school special. Very yeah. after school special. And I was like. I felt like this was to me. It's like this is the times. This is what's happening. Disney now has this franchise. Are you gonna give the movie a, tr- a chance? I have to. I could like I couldn't <laughs> like I can't not watch it. But I just I'm scared. Good, I'm I mean, so scared. I got a good feeling about it. I, I mean, that's a shame about Rebels. I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, I kind of gave up. I mean, like, there's no way it's worse than like Droids or the Ewoks cartoon. I when could, I could imagine it could be. I don't think it could be. But yeah, it's one of those things where. Like I understand Disney's model about creating great franchises yeah. and creating extensions like games, movies, toys, and like yeah. it's all mm-hmm. about the franchising, right? Keeping the good yeah. franchise. But there's levels of which, you know, I feel like they have to make sure it conforms. And they've done a great job with the Marvel Universe. Like yeah. the Marvel Universe is clearly properly kept in that hands, right? Yeah. Uh, but Disney has a philosophy when they make things for families. They have a, like a fairly strict, like no blood and like, you know, no it's, swearing and but that's kind of Star Wars. There's no blood or swearing in Star Wars, really. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, there's no like, there's no extraneous blood or anything yeah. in Star Wars. But there is a level of like, you know, 
some people's hands will get cut off. Totally. Some people's hands will get cut off. Oh, right? Totally. And I feel like in the movies, they're going to retain that. Oh, yeah. So. I, I hope so. I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, you look at the Marvel model, even like those movies are pretty fine. Those movies aren't as cuddly as like Frozen and what have you. Yeah. And I think Star Wars will be the same way. I, think I hope be, so. I, I mean, okay. I hope so, too. Obviously, you can't not be apprehensive when something like Disney takes over because they have such a specific mandate of family friendly like, entertainment. And, they, and they've done but, really well with what they do. Totally. Right? But at the same time, I think especially right now, like there are going to be, if they keep cranking out Star Wars movies, of course there are going to be crappy ones. That's just inevitable. But I think right now they're so determined to relaunch Star Wars and they want everybody that I think, and yeah, and the prequels, everyone, everyone knows. Um, So I think they're, I think they're really, yeah, I think they're, they're going to hire the right people and really go for it. I do. I think it'll, yeah, I I hope so. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, out of the whole, for the, for me, the, out of the prequels, the best thing that came out of it was the, the Clone Wars cartoon series. Yep. Or the, I don't know, a CG, cart- yep. CG series. Absolutely the best thing that came out of that the prequels. And then Rebels, to me, was supposed to be that sort of thing to tie it all off and kind of, you know, tie the old to the new. Because it's set right between episode uh, three and four. Yeah. And it it felt like it was held back. Like yeah. It felt it really... It, yeah, it felt... Because it is, it is placed on... Disney XD, yeah, and right that immediately told me like there's gonna be restrictions. Like Disney yeah. XD is their child, yeah. you know, their ages six to twelve, totally channel. And it true enough, you know, it 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 looked like there was parts where they they introduced the Inquisitor, who is a, a sort of a Sith kind of uh, exterminator of Jedi, remaining Jedi, mm-hmm. and you know he was incredibly cuddly. He was yeah. very like he was he was smart and very you know to the point, but he was. Not, not very dark side. Yeah. Not very like you know. Because yeah, they don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah not very yeah. fall into your darkness yeah. or corrupt to it. You have anger, kind of very much like oh, very well. Yeah. Chip, chip, I, think, I, think <laughs> the, I think the movies are going to bring that back. I, I mean, they so. got because they got Ryan Johnson, the Looper guy, to do the second one, and he's he, he's made a few movies so far, and cuddly is not a word that could be used no. to describe oh. any of them. That's good. So that's going to help. And then also that Rebels movie that's by Gareth Edwards, who did the new Godzilla, that sounds sort of like the gap bridge that you're looking for. Do you know what that's about? No. It's about uh, the group, the early, uh, the early group of formed rebels stealing the plans for the Death Star. Oh. Yeah. Is, what is that, a series or is that like no, a... It's a movie. Yeah, uh, because they're going to do... spin-off? They have, yeah, they have the trilogy and then they're gonna, and they're starting the spin-off movies. So oh. uh, before the second part of the new trilogy comes out, Rebels will come out. I'll watch that. I'll, I, I love everything I think that'll Star be Wars. good. I, I am a huge Star Wars like Well, fanatic. totally. Totally. Put you more at ease, at least mm. in Disney Infinity, when you kill droids, they do slow motion kills. Yeah, <laughs> like when you, when you can wipe out a whole pack of them. The last one when it di- when it dies, yeah, uh, it's slow motion, so like you can chop a head off, and it's just. Oh, yeah. I love how we as a society use robots as like that that thing that we yeah. don't mind cutting oh, off yeah. their heads. You can do anything. To robots. I remember the X Men nineties cartoons. Wolverine must have only used his claws on every piece of robot. Oh, that totally. Was ever that's why I the foot soldiers. Bad and... about it though, because the robots say things. Oh yeah, that's why they were. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the. Uh, that's why the Foot Clan in the Nintendo's cartoon were robots. Yeah. So they could oh, take their weapons God. out and chop them up. Yeah. Yep. yep. People don't oh, feel as bad when they're robots. Yep, no one does. Because yep. they're robots. They don't exist. Robots. Wait till they take over. Exactly. I know, that's the, the Matrix thing. has told me anything. That's the thing. Once, yeah, once the robots come to exist, they'll be able to watch all this stuff and be like, you people. <laughs> and it's going to be trouble. <laughs> Learn from it. Yep. All right. 
So what did you play, Phil? I Bill played Mario Maker. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it that's was, so cute. Yeah. Oh, I loved every second of I it. I have read Phil's review. I don't think I've ever seen him be so fluffy and nice. Yeah, I had so much Phil, fun you with it. you such a weird such side a, that I know. I don't even know. I thought I, everything I knew about you, I've just thrown out the window. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I'm an enigma. That's the whole deal. You practically are yeah. a mystery box. Yeah, it's important. you got to have layers. Otherwise, what's the point? No, I don't know. I'm yeah. start calling you Schrodinger's cat now. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah. So, as a, yeah, it's, I mean, it is exactly what it says on the, t- and on the box. It's, you super. can make, you can, it's super. Yeah. You can make, uh, Mario levels and, uh, God, it's. Why do people want to do that? Though? Why wouldn't you? Well, want I to? mean, that's, it's already been happening, right? Like, you go on YouTube and everything, you see all sorts of homemade, programmed, impossible yeah, Mario yeah, levels. Well, I think I would be making Mario levels back at, like, in C plus and stuff. Back totally. When I was a kid, so. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, so what they've done is they've, it, well, I mean, number one, um, I forget the exact date, but I think it's September 13th, I want to say. is 11th. The thir- 11th. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, is, exactly the, right. is the 30th anniversary of the original Mario Brothers. Oh. So, I don't know if that's actually the – that's when they're releasing it. So is it the same day? Oh, yeah. No, it might not be the same day. But the, the, okay, so that's, that's why I thought it was the 13th or something. But like okay, one, maybe, one yeah. of those dates – is the 30th anniversary of Mario Bros. In the last few years, because Nintendo's so contingent on nostalgia, they've been doing special releases or everything. So this is their, in, instead of just doing another Mario game, this Which is sort of their way of celebra- celebrating Mario. And that's what it feels like. It's wonderful. And it, the interface is so smooth and easy to use. And it's also probably the first game where the, t- the gamepad is actually an amazing necessity. Like, I tried d- to build a level using uh, the Pro Controller, and you can. It's just so much easier to actually be able to see the level on the screen, like, I want this here, I want, there that, there, I want that there, I want that there. I can't remember. Yep. Yes. There's okay. a stylus. And um, it's it's amazing how quick and smooth everything is. Like, you can uh, program your game within the 85 Mario graphics, the Mario 3 graphics, the Super Mario World, or the new Super Mario Wii, and you can, it's just a click of the button, instantaneous changes everything over. Like, you could have designed an entire level for 85 Mario and then turn it into Mario 3 like that. Really? Yep. Now, I haven't because it was sort of limited what I had access to at, so the, at review the... date. So there are, I have seen just in other user creator levels, there are specific things that only can work in Mario 3. So that probably you wouldn't be able to translate. Is there to like a thing. two level of the, there's, is there two sets of user base? So are there people who make the levels and people who play the levels? Well, that's the great thing is that you, so you can make your own level and you can within, uh, and, and even when you're designing it, like you can plop Mario down in a second and with the push of a button instantly being and playing it so you can troubleshoot like to the second to each right. area and then uh, you can upload it uh, at any time easily and there's already now even before a launch a vast array of user created levels and they're so fun like some are you know some are like some are jokes like there's a rick roll out there already <laughs> um some are incredibly challenging and complex the one thing i appreciated is in order for you to upload your level you have to beat it once yes i think that's which i think oh. is great but oh. i think is a great idea because we know Not, what would happen yeah. i was just want to ask you if that was yeah. like the next step because like you just could get stuck in this enigma mm-hmm. where like you're like oh well I can't get out of this level yeah. ever. Yeah, totally. That's so, it. Yeah, so I've seen some incredibly challenging ones where I just gave up, but they, the guy who made it had to prove he beat it, so you can at least do that. And already the amount of create, like obviously there have been games like Little Big Planet, you could do this, you could share it, but there's something with it being Mario that you makes get it stuck special. You in Little Big Planet because they didn't have to prove it. That's you could right. Finish That's level. right. But That's hilarious. Uh, but with it being Mario, there's something special about that. Like yeah, Everyone knows it so well. It's so tight and so nostalgic, and, and you can... You know, they're limited in scope. It's not like you can create a level as large as, like, the final castle in Super Mario World or something oh, like God. that. But um, with, but aside from that, it's amazing how open it is and how... And it's just because, you know, you know what a 
Koopa is and what a you know we just all have it built into us so to be able to play around with that was incredibly fun and to see what people have done already and that's what I found most exciting about it is that like this is a game that will as long as the Wii U is and this is that will perpetually create its own sequels if, am I one of the can it be like some people who just don't want to make levels can they play it just yeah. play it to have fun because yeah I'm one of those persons I don't want to make a level yeah totally to play. that's what I the first thing I did was just dive in in fact there are um, I forget the exact number. Um, I think it's somewhere near 200 levels that are just pre-programmed on the disc already that you can oh, okay. play through. Um, and it's and that's actually how you unlock more modes and more items is by playing those levels or playing levels online. You'll get rewarded. Is there any sort of community leaderboard or anything like sort of yep. comp- like yep. for, people like can rate people. Yeah, people like can me. rate them. People can put comments on them, and that's up there already. And uh, and yeah, it sort of keeps track of the percentage of people that beat the level, that sort of thing. That would be a good present to give. A, a significant other totally something who loves mario yeah totally it's it i yeah i just couldn't it, like it's 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 so simple and so brilliant in a way that all great nintendo games are the right yes or this is just the, the wii, wii, u. wii u wii u only uh for now but i mean they I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if they put it on the 3ds soon enough but um yeah no and i just yeah i just already was so surprised by the creativity and the the number of levels that are out there and it'll be it's fun to think for all the criticism Nintendo gets for not being able to understand how online works. This is such a wonderful way of them to sort of embrace what they do, something that only They're they like, can do. They're like, we don't know how online works, but we don't want to make this. Yeah, ah. yeah, and it's such a wonderful thing that just you know it would just it'll be exciting to see how this grows and develops and what people make, and uh, it and it's a unique. It was something only they could do, and I mean, it, and it's amazing how even though you said you don't want to create a Mario level, I kind of felt a similar way. Where it was like, well, I'll do it because that could be fun, but that sounds kind of tedious. It's amazing how quick and instantaneous it is. Like I had a friend over, and we were just like creating levels to deliberately try and hold kill on, each hold other. On, hold on, you got a friend. Over. I know, I know. I have so many secrets. <laughs> he lied. So many secrets. Oh, oh everything I thought of. I know. Destroyed. I know. I'm a man of mystery, shambles. but but um. And it just like it, it just creating these like impossible death traps for each other, uh. and it within seconds, and you could see it, you know, happen on the screen. Now, if someone saw you make the level, couldn't they just solve it, or is it it is it just typical Mario? Well, I mean, you just like of. you'd set up the start of a level, and then you'd put eighty Goombas on top of each <laughs> other, and then you'd be like, "Good luck." <laughs> 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 stuff like that you know um and uh yeah that was i presume there's some there, there are some sort of restrictions of like how many pixels and stuff could be on the yeah, screen yeah you can only put like, so many enemies in and it is like, the levels are a certain screen, length like a hundred of those flying uh koopa troopas just come flying <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> like you can you can put a lot you can put like 30 or 40 oh, but you can only lot. put like that, that is a three, lot oh yeah you can only put that many and you can make anything fly um you can put wings on any an- enemy you know what you i put wings on any enemy yeah. Yeah. the super koopa trooper brothers with the hammer hammer brothers oh, yep. oh my god yep they're in there fly? yeah and what's fun is like if hardest you, enemy ever if you pick oh, the you guys are flying oh, i know <laughs> and the other thing that's fun with those is like if you if you pick it in if you want your level to be the original 85 Mario Brothers then you have to deal with the physics of the original ah, Mario, Mario Brothers yeah so even <laughs> it, even down to that detail and i yeah no i was just it was such a brilliant concept i think so well executed i'm i'm so I incredibly love impressed i'd love to sit in the boardroom when they came up with the idea and someone's well, like well i heard what should we do Release all the Mario's yeah. in a maker. Well, I read. <gasps> well, I read. I don't know how. I don't know how true this is, but I read that apparently it sort of was based on the user base they had created for 
designers um, for when they make new Super Mario Brothers Wii or what have you. Now. Probably is. It wouldn't yeah. be surprising. They just ship. They just shipped their their UI over. Their... Totally. Yeah, I think they just sort of worked on making it even more streamlined from there, and uh, and it shows because it's incredible how the smooth and ease of it. I was One so thing I have by. to say about Nintendo, I have to congratulate them on their ability to never abandon their peripherals. Yeah, like they make a peripheral a gamepad, and mm. you say to yourself. Really, how long can this really last? Mm. Like, how they don't, how, they don't Sony it. They don't. How can like how useful can this be in the long run? Like, yeah. how gimmicky can you get with these games? Yeah. And they always find a way to you know they always work it in, and they're like, you'll like this, you'll like this, you'll you know you'll play this game, and you'll use the gamepad, and they always incorporate. They never abandon their their peripherals. Yeah, but I always feel sometimes with Sony, specifically Sony, it's like. You buy it to one of their peripherals, whether it's, you know... I'm going to buy this, the book, the Wonder bo- Book. Oh, my God, that book. <laughs> so you're going to buy this book, or you're going to buy this wand, or you're going to buy this Vita, and they just they abandon it. And yeah. you're like, why? Why did you leave me here? You're like Google, but in console form. I know. <laughs> they commit. And this really feels like um, like, a, like a console shifter. Um, I know the plans for the follow-up console are already underway, but this feels like one... It, yeah, this would be one to jump on. So scrappy little Nintendo, where it's one of those things where you're like, I always... You're like, you guys, I don't understand how you're going to keep fighting these console wars, but mm-hmm. like, because we're playing a whole different game. Yeah. You just keep coming out of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're doing something else. You're like, I don't even know if their mar- what their market share is. I'm sure it's probably something ridiculous with their, their DSs, but their yeah. actual consoles of Wii U, like... I imagine these games are actually what sells the physical cost. Like, I yes. don't think anyone totally. goes out and says, I'm going to buy a Wii U. Someone's like, I want to buy Mario Maker, and totally. I get a Wii U this to buy This Smash totally. Brothers and Mario Kart, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I feel like nobody goes out of their way to say, I want to buy a Wii U. Yeah. Unless I'm, like, you're a hardcore Nintendo. But, like, they the, say, the I want to play I want to play Mario, Mario Maker, Maker yeah, yeah, yeah. or I want to play Smash Brothers, and I need a Wii U I need to a Wii do Wii it. U, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... Like, even I have to be, like, right now in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to play this game. I don't want to buy a Wii U. How can I do this? <laughs> well, we have it. Yep. I know, but <laughs> I want to get one for, I get one for Chase. He, oh, like, okay. he loves these type then of things. Then get it for him. Buy him a car. He doesn't have a when's Wii his, U. When's his bro- oh, oh, man. Oh. It's going to be an expensive gift. That's gonna be a, that's Christmas. A, that's <laughs> a, that's oh a Christmas. God. That's a Christmas thing. Scour- just start scouring Kijiji from now. <laughs> yeah, a used Wii U might not be that expensive. Probably not that bad, yeah. For now, like but Christmas time, November, it's probably ask, never ask find Brendan out, to help you because Brendan's great at finding deals. Mm-hmm. He might actually end up buying six of them for me. <laughs> 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 All at five dollars a piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. You can always follow us on social media. Our Twitter is at CGMag Online, Drek and Twitter at Dracordis. Phil. At that Phil Brown. I'm Kicks and Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos, and Brendan is BFry26. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Magazine. Dragon, do you have a Facebook you'd like to post? Yes, facebook.com slash Dracardis. Do you also have a... Instagram, instagram.com slash Instagram, but do you also have something that's maybe business-related for you that you'd oh, like to abs- Well, you just follow me there. <laughs> Considering oh. you're our... E- <laughs> or our sp- Esports, esports person yeah sure also follow uh, my team at ESCHAMP so E-S-C-H-A-M-P we do esports stuff we do live streams all esports related mainly Dota 2 and uh, Counter-Strike is our big thing right now and uh, we do a lot of different games but uh, if you follow me on twitch.tv slash Draconis I also do a lot of Star Wars and random games that are not necessarily esports. A lot of ga- uh, Game of Thrones Game of Thrones I love like I do adventure games those are my thing I do like choose your choose your dialogue adventure games. That's my stick on Twitch. <laughs> and Phil does movies on Twitter. Essentially, I, do you do other stuff too? 
Well, I'm what? I do jokes. And, and jokes. Yeah. Well, yes. He doesn't let people know that he's fluffy, though. He just, just hardcore. I thought he was, cynical. I, I, I honestly thought, mm-hmm. I thought he was like, like a cynical critic, like that person. From he that is. Cartoon. There's just there's like, more I am, but I don't, I don't just hate. I, I, thought, you, I thought you were just dark side. No. Like, that's it. No. Hate everything. Life is bleak and gray. You know, not all. The, I mean, like I do believe that, but not all the time. Okay, I just <laughs> had this vision of what your 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 room might be like: just gray walls, eggshell eggshell white, everything painted. Serial killerist. Yes. Yeah. Right. Was Dexter-like. And I don't of know course, how I feel about that, but I'm glad that <laughs> it's not true, at least. <laughs> Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign CG Mag Online. And of course, you can also find Phil's full review of Dragon Blade at cgmagonline.com, yep. as and well Mario as Super Maker. Mario Maker and a video coming up of Drek and I playing Super Mario Maker. Yay! Mm-hmm. So we'll get to try it out, too. Also, next week, we launch our next issue, Comic Centric. Huh? Excited? It's all comic based. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Really? Lots of comic stuff. So make sure you check that out at cgmagonline.com. And we'll see you next week. I'll see you in three weeks. And we'll see Phil in three weeks. I'll see you sometime. All right. It's just going to be me, apparently, next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs>